This podcast is produced and managed by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, Australia's independent video and podcast company. We do the podcasting hard bits so you don't have to. We make podcasts easy. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com www.k-a-n-g-a-r-o-o-f-e-r-n.com A Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate Production Each of us runs a different pace in life. As a millennial or someone coming of age into adulthood this is a lot of things to process and a lot of things that you want can't happen now because a lot of things are in love friendships and our own self-worth as we embark on these journeys we hold the hope to learn a little more each day why can't i have whatever they have and oftentimes i find myself um Comparing my progress, comparing what I have with other people, even like in the slightest way, it seems like it's a... As we survive and thrive to be stronger. You are really sure and aware of your being as a person and your truth, your core, your everything. Anything that you put out in the table won't be used against you. So I'd like to welcome you all to love, growth, and freedom. The different kinds of love that we could see in this world and on the idea of how love is crazy and how love has different meanings for all of us. A podcast that believes in love, inspires growth, and advocates freedom. Let me be your friend, your guide, as we all ride the crazy adventure called life. Powered by Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate. Okay, hey guys, welcome back to Love, Growth, and Freedom with Adrian Duarte. And I am AD here, your host for this episode. And I'll be having a Mother's Day special because, well, mothers are amazing people and I don't know how they do it. So I've invited one of my mother friends, just kidding, just, not just my mother friend, she's my aunt. And I wanted her to tell us what it is like to be a, a mom. So, Hi, let's welcome Miss Celine Duarte or Nini. I call her Nini. Hello, Celine. Hello, Nini. Hi, everyone. It's nice to be here and to be I, able to join you with your podcast. How are you feeling about it, though? Like, this is the first time I actually... No, this is not the first time I got a family member to join. I had Sam the other time. But this is, like, the first time that you're going to be in the podcast. How are you feeling about it? Nervous. I mean, even my daughter. Even Leila is nervous for me. She was asked... Me, how was the interview, mom? <laughs> <laughs> she's she's getting ready. okay. Oh, that's wonderful. Anyway, so we're pretty close. Nini and I are pretty close, and I wanted her to join on in this one. I actually am also nervous because the questions I've had for her today is a little probing of what motherhood is. Yes. So I'm like excited. So in this episode, we're about to show what mothers go through as they face the challenges of motherhood, what changes within them from the time they found out they were bringing a human into this world to raising them to be a good and loving person. We often say mothers are superheroes. Getting things done and keeping the house together still provide that tender, loving care that we need. They're also humans, which means there are struggles within their triumphs that we don't see. So as a celebration of all mothers, this episode will shed a light on what is like being a mother with my special guest, my aunt, or my tita, Nini, watching here. And she's a badass mom, so she's going to join us for today. So let's get started. <laughs> let's get started. Game. Okay, this episode will help us understand what it's like to be a mom. 
what are the internal battles we don't see and how moms think what's best for us and how they look out for us. Okay, let's start by, why don't you tell us how long have you been a mom? I've been a mom for eight years now. Eight long years for me. <laughs> eight years is a and, century. <laughs> yes, eight years is a century for me. I've been a stay-at-home mom for seven years and a working mom for um, a year. And to top it all off, I am a single mom. And yeah, that's just about it. It's many struggles, many triumphs, but still. A mom. <laughs> yes, a mom. And you would you say like being the mom is the hardest occupation that you've had? <laughs> yes, of course. It's a 24-hour job. No, no stops. Nothing. Even if you're sleeping, you'll hear a little voice, mom, 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 like that. <laughs> every, every time, 24 hours. So yeah, it's a, the toughest job I've ever had. I can of imagine course. she's my cousin. So my cousin Layla being a uh, being yeah. No, she's the, she's very talkative, guys. Being she, being <laughs> there for a birth, yeah. Being there for her and answering all her questions, like you said, being talkative, and she makes sense all the time. It's hard to rebut to a person, a small person, a more small version of you. It's very tough. <laughs> I can fun. imagine. But, well, I can see that. Don't worry. So close to that. I, it hits close to home. So Leila is very talkative. You know, I love her. But she, she, ha- she asks a lot of questions. And she is sassy. Borderline 100% sassy. <laughs> that, that level. Anyway. That's true. What is your definition of being a modder? Did it change when you become one? So, like, what was your definition of being yeah. a mom before you had your daughter, before you had Layla, and then when you had Layla? But the cliche that they always say, of course, it's motherhood or being a mom is being selfless, self-sacrificing. You love unconditionally. You put your children first. It is, yes, true. But when I became a mom, everything else changed. It's not just loving unconditionally. It's more on doing everything out of love. Mm-hmm. Disciplining them out of love. Telling on them out of love. Um, making sure that they feel loved every single day. With no ifs, no buts, no coconut. <laughs> no ifs, no buts, no coconut. So, yeah. Uh, it it really changed what I I I how did how I define motherhood. Um, I thought before I had the best examples in the family, being the youngest, and um having a sister in law. All of them were our best moms. But then you think about it, every mother is different. There is only one you and one of your child. That will never be compared to anybody. So I thought I was ready. I thought I was all set seeing all the examples from my family. Yeah. But then again, it's a very different experience. It's not what you see on TV. Oh, this is my child. I'm teaching her this. <laughs> yeah. there is, homeschooling is fun. This is this. This is that. It's not. It's not. It's definitely not. But the reward of it, the feeling that you have 
after ending the day and you did your best, nothing compares to it. Well, motherhood is that for me. The All the hardship, all the, the things that you go through at the end of the day, it's all fulfillment. Nothing more than that. Wow. That's it's it so funny, me. though, that you said that you had all the best examples at home and you think like, okay, now I got this. I really just got this. Yeah. Uh, you, think, you think you have all the notes, but then it all goes I, out the window. I know. You're nothing, nothing, nothing that I learned from them applied all the time to my daughter. And to think they have multiple kids, all of them, I only have one. And to think also, she Nini also took care of us growing up. So basically, she had <laughs> she had training. Training. She, she had training. Although she was she was a Padawan then, <laughs> she would be so different, totally different as a um, an aunt then. But then just that goes out I'm, the window, and it's your. I turn. know. I felt I felt that I was so hard on you guys. I am still. But borderline terror with you guys. <laughs> I did not experience most of that. I was a good kid. It was I know it was not true. so who got the lion's share of that because oh, you guys had true. to stay together for like true. Yeah, years. we shared the same bed. Yeah, <laughs> I remember those. Oh my gosh. Okay. Or Nacho. I know. What a grown up now. So. Those are wonderful, wonderful really to hear those because you, you don't really get to get to have these conversations with moms. Mm-hmm. I actually have a lot of mom friends, like other yeah. than you and aunt. I also like in, in everything that I do because I meet a lot of moms and they, I'm like, what? You're a mom? Like I never could have, I, I'm like in my head, it's so hard. Like I see my mom what she does. I see what you're doing. I'm like, I'm good. I don't want to be a. Oh, I don't want to be a mom though. I'm not gonna be. Oh, no. I'm no mom. I don't want to be a dad yet. Like, oh my gosh, how could you even? It's like a, you said. It's twenty four seven. Like it never ends. And I deal with kids on a daily basis. So I'm like, I get to return them to their families mm-hmm. yes. after. So I'm like, yes. and that's how many hours a day only? <laughs> Imagine. 24 hours. Even if you're peeing in the bathroom, you'll hear, Mom, can I can I do this? <laughs> it's so hard. Oh, you're like, you'll hear, you'll hear, you'll hear a scream, Mom! Mom, can I, I get this? Oh. Oh my and God. menial things, Mom, I'm done. Like, sometimes you want to be sarcastic even with your friends. So, what will I do? Or, Mom, where will I put this? I would always tell her, in my bum. <laughs> and she would look at me. <laughs> wants to answer me back, but then she can't. But yeah. It's so rewarding though. It's very rewarding because everything you do, when you look at them, you try to answer back to them. You would always think, uh, she's going to look up to whatever I say. So... And she's going to take it by heart. Yeah, she's yeah, going to be like, true. that's what my mom said. You know, like that's going to be... I know. Scared. That's the scary part of mom that I um, think changed in me because you would always think, ah, they're kids, especially kids nowadays. Now they're smart. No, not that they're smarter, but then they're more open, especially when they converse to other people and they converse with you already, not before, like with us. Uh, this is what I said. This, yeah. is, this will stand. Yeah. So now they would ask why. So it's so hard. You have to be mindful because they would always... You would always think that they will look up to you. Whatever you say will will, will be in their minds always. 
Yeah, and they would so, always yeah. have, like, you would always have a moment where you have to process it. I think it's a generational thing where, <laughs> where everybody, like, right now is a little more receptive to explaining, having to explain why this is mm-hmm. happening. And kids would, you know, surprisingly, kids would know the man. It's just you think they wouldn't know as deeply as you would, but they would. Mm-hmm. Like, they would. Okay. Yeah. And so that was a fun opening for that. That was fun. And mind, <laughs> never mind the, the the helicopter that you were hearing earlier. We just want to find that out. It's all good. All good. It's Apologies on that. <laughs> that was on her side. <laughs> Anyways. So this is one more question. So this is another, let's probe deeper. What went through your mind when you found out you were pregnant? I found it out through a stick. Oh, well, I think most of you would, unlike Midnight. in the movies. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't go through the, I went to the doctor, had my stuff ah. checked. So I figured it out myself. <laughs> so it was a month through it that I felt that, oh, I must be. At the time, I felt that I was really ready. Like, like, like what I said, I've seen so many parents or moms in my life. And then just knowing that I am pregnant. I was so excited, excited at first, and then fear will sink in that I was away from my family, um, my parents, my sisters, none was none of them was with me at the time. So I was so excited still. And then the first thing that went to my head is, Lord, make it a girl. Okay. Please <laughs> let it be a girl because I cannot handle boys. <laughs> so, <laughs> imagine Layla being a boy. I am. I'll be sad for her. I don't know. Of course, she's going to grow up with me. So, yeah, I was so excited, very happy. I, the, the fear that set in in me was, will she have, all throughout the pregnancy, will she have 10 fingers? Will she have complete, like, complete um, features? Will her ears be even? Yeah, your basic fears of uh, what mom has every time when they're, if they're pregnant, then Will she be mentally okay? Will she have dentos? Kanyan, that all, all the all the fears that naturally moms have when they're pregnant. But then mostly, and all throughout my pregnancy, it was it was a very pleasant experience. Not, no morning sickness, nothing okay. like I was craving for something, nothing. So it's so pleasant. You were just like building it. a baby. It's like it's like build a bear in your tummy. That's it. I know. I know. It was just growing big. It's just still me, but it's growing big. I don't know why, but yeah. It, it's just not, a pleasant experience. You didn't have a hormonal rage moment and like maybe, but it wasn't difficult. It it's it's more on picking on her dad. Okay. The whole time. So but you craving nothing. I I I ate. Well, of course, the 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 dilemma you have that you're eating for two, but you're really not. So yeah, <laughs> you just have a lot of excuses right now. Yeah, excuses. So you eat, you eat. That that was my fear to to physically your body will physically change. Well, it will all change, and then the the fear of giving birth. But everything until I gave birth to her went well. Labor for one hour, and that's it. That's it. I, I it was very fast. It it, didn't fun. you get like scared of like having your you know cervix being opened by a baby and all that? I didn't even realize this is the classic story of me giving birth. I would always say that. I went to the hospital at 5 a.m. I gave birth at 8. So I 8 p.m. So I went 5 p.m. 
without even knowing. I just had little cramps. So I went to the hospital, peace and quiet. And then when I had that process that they will check how many CMs you are, when I when the doctor whispered to the nurse that she's at eight, ready yourselves already. When I heard it was eight, I would always remember in the movies when it's 8 cm they're crying their butts off and they're already. screaming and they're throwing they're screaming <laughs> like like i know <laughs> cursing and everything then i realized i was it why am i so calm and then i had the chance i started screaming already <laughs> it's so, just for the heck of it because i thought well i should be screaming but why am i not and then that's it. I'm dead. <laughs> I did not know that you just were like, okay, I'm going to scream because I, I get to scream now. <laughs> I know because it's it. Because they were asking me questions. Do you do this? Do you do that? Do you do this? I was answering calmly. And then when they said 8 cm, oh my goodness, I think I have to scream now. It's that time. <laughs> and then ask for, <laughs> this is the funniest part. I always see in the movies, they ask for ice chips. <laughs> and I asked for ice chips. I didn't even know what it would do for me. It did nothing, but yes, I asked for ice chips. How did you ask it? Did you like bring me ice, or like did you I know, try but... doing the hysterical movie time of giving birth? No, when I had a little moment of like quiet. Excuse me, can I have ice chips? I said. And then they gave me ice chips. And I said, oh, together, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bite on it. But it really didn't help because this was very short. And wow. Lola was there. Lola was there. Lola was more in panic than me. She was like digging into her bag. And then when we saw her, hmm, my, why, why won't I scream? I'll scream so she'll be more in panic. Come here. Because why is everybody so calm? So yeah, that's how is easy it was. So from pregnancy to me giving birth, I thank God. And I would always tell Leila that you were very, very good to me. Well, they, I think it's going to progress. <laughs> I think she's going to be good and it's going to be a good roller coaster. And then, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's going to be going backward or what. But then, yeah, she was very good to me all throughout my pregnancy. Okay. Well, that she has been a man. She's still very good a man up until now. Guys. Yeah. It's still progress. She but, just... She just needs to learn more things, obviously, as a kid growing up. So it's fine. It's fine. It's she, funny. Like you said, because she's being sassy. I think being sassy, not in a bad way. But it's it, like yeah, curious. She's getting her personality yes. already. So that's fine. Yeah, don't worry. I'm, I, well, though, I'm actually so used to the sassiness. So whenever I visit <laughs> visit you guys and whenever she talks to me, I, I be sassy and I'm not scared to be sassy because I do that with my kids. <laughs> and I think I think she mostly gets it from you guys also. <laughs> Being surrounded by sassy people, I think she picks, picks up on your energy. <laughs> the way you talk to her, I think that's it. But it's okay. At least she's growing up to be... I know she's going to be strong, just like you guys. <laughs> I can't I like I love being sassy to her and she's like <laughs> she doesn't even know what to say anytime I'm like you think you can out talk me huh I'm the worst person I'm the first person yeah, who out talks everyone here everybody so, yeah. yeah that's true though <laughs> like I'm the one who talks the most here which explains this podcast and everything so that's true anyway so that's one well you kind of answered what were your fears do you know mm-hmm. during pregnancy now what's like what's your biggest fear about 
like bringing her into this world as like growing up because I have a lot like even if I didn't have a baby yet I have a lot of fears on my own but I also have a lot of like fears of not freezing my sperm but <laughs> that's an inside joke guys but <laughs> I just want to get into that <laughs> in a in a little cuppy plastic cup how it covers so my grandma and uh, Lola and we were having a conversation about having kids and they asked me if I wanted to have kids since I was in the rainbow I don't really have a body clock here right like I can have it forever and then my my, my lola just said freeze magpa freeze ka na ng sperm and I'm like really is it me <laughs> me who's gonna need it like okay <laughs> sure let me send you and some then <laughs> And then we were talking about it, right? You put it in a little cup, you leave it in the freezer, and then and put say, Adrian in it. <laughs> specimen, Ian. <laughs> so weird. Anyway, so look, like I do have a lot of fears because right now, like if I would have fears, here's what I was understanding. Huh? If I would have fears of how the world is gonna treat me, I'm sure parents, mothers have that fear and. That's what you said. When you had your child, it was a 24-7 thing. So does the worrying ever stop also? Like now you're worrying for two people, not just one. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. So what were your fears now of handling the situation? So you were you handled your pregnancy pretty well. Now like now bringing it up, bringing Layla up, raising her up, what were your fears then? And then well, how did now- you handle it? Now, thinking about it, especially with all the things that has happening around the world, when you watch news, I try to, before I would always ask everyone to not watch news when she's there. Or, of course, Lola, being Lola herself, she would watch teleseries that are really out for, you know how Filipino teleseries are revenge, hatred, <laughs> and everything. Or, I'm sorry, I don't know if everyone knows, and then, TV shows in the Philippines usually show bad side all the time. Yeah. And then they would show the good side eventually, but it takes forever. It's I would always drama. ask drama. It really takes the build up and everything. It's, it's a I telenovela. Know. It is. If you guys, it's a telenovela. That's a, a, a whole Jane the Virgin level of telenovela, like plot twist. Yeah, everywhere. they would see. They would show the face of the person too many times, just to show their reactions <laughs> in the scenes. I would always ask them, try not to let her watch because she's being exposed so much to what a cruel world we have. But then again, now I. I, I fear for her growing up in a world. Now, being me when I grew up, there's so many tough children, so many tough kids. How you look like, how you speak, where you from, when you where you're from. Though it's still it, you still have it nowadays, but the acceptance now is a little more better. Mm-hmm. But then again, I would always tell her. My fear is that, actually. Growing up in a world that not everybody sees. There are not everybody. There's not much good people in the world. But I'm sure there are many good people in the world as well. But then I would always tell her, it's not all the time that you meet the good ones. 
Yeah. You would always meet the bad ones in the bunch. Mm -hmm. And don't be surprised because it's normal. It's better that you meet them early on in your life so you know how to react to them. You know how to deal with them. It's not always um, dutiful. Your life will not always be beautiful. It will be filled with tough times. I am not telling you this to be negative to the world, but I need you to be prepared. So you know, that's my biggest fear when she grows up. You know how tough world is? Being her, her being, I'm sorry, her being um, with the passport she has. And I know she's going to grow up and eventually will be in a different world than she is now. So I would always tell her that just be secure with yourself. So that's what I need you to have. Be confident. Because the fear, everybody has the fear of rejection. And it would always happen. Work, school, love life. So I would always tell her, just be ready. There are bad people in the world. Just do the best. Be kind. And um, just, just love yourself first. You know, I would always tell her that. Great. That's wonderful. Start self-love young, bitch. Oops, sorry. <laughs> Start self-love young. Everybody. I know. <laughs> so that's, that's great. That's great. And, and wonderful. You know, like that is really true though. It, it's weird. You, you actually thought that in a very like, I think you're teaching it in a nicer way than we all have to grow up with it because <laughs> not like you know, you, right now, what you notice, the society is a little more it's harsher still. It's still harsh. Uh -huh. There are still harsh people around oh. wherever. Like, uh -huh. like, why can't you let the person be happy? Just let them be. Like, what's wrong with you? Are they bothering <laughs> what you're doing? Like, there are yeah. those people who just go out of their way to make you feel uh -huh. like a slob. Yeah. And they're, yeah. That's true. And there are good people who don't really care, who just accepts you for that kind of, like, everything. And growing up, I... You know that was one of the struggles technically. So you're teaching her in in a way that's an like you know what do you call that? That's a better way of teaching it because I had like tough love is tough love. You know tough love is <laughs> still there. It does make a lot of difference from explaining it and just being like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm just telling you, this is what you're gonna face in the universe. No, you, you, you kind of like mm -hmm. you have to explain it that it's gonna be something that you're gonna face all the time. And yeah, it's hard. It's hard to tell them. It's hard to. I cannot draw a picture of a world that's always positive that's always no um when you cannot say that when you're kind to them they'll always be kind to you you cannot you cannot be sure of that you know yourself it's not always like that but yeah it's hard it's hard to 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 tell them that no everything's gonna be all right or when you when you make a mistake you apologize it's fine it's yeah it is but at some point, there will always be people who will not even accept an apology. Yeah, and that's yeah. okay. You live with it. Yeah, it's, and then it's... and that's like basically, it's a whole lot of taking accountability. Then, like when you when you do something wrong, you apologize. But it's not up to you to ask for like to mm -hmm. demand that apology or that. Yeah, that's that. true. And when you ask for an apology, you pre prepare yourself for not being able to get that forgiveness when you ask it. Okay, well. 
Wow. See, guys, she's starting young. You better, you better get your crap together because I've met a lot of people who's not yet that that level of a lot of things. So you guys have to learn. She's still learning, but look at her. She's starting early now. Anyway, mm-hmm. since we talked Fine. about that, well, before we go on a break, that's what all I can say. That was awesome. That was an awesome moment. Thank you guys for listening and joining us up until this moment. So we'll take a little break and we'll see you again later in three, two, and one. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now, back to the show. All right, guys. Welcome back to Love, Growth, and Freedom with Adrian Duarte. And today, I still have with me my aunt, Celine Duarte. Nini, here you go. Hi. Let's talk about the man. What's the hardest part of being a mom? Like, what's the struggles that you've faced in being a mom? Don't don't leave us any details. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, but I have, of course, so many. But then, for for me, the hardest I think is the judgment and justification that you have to do, especially in a society that is not used to being not being used to seeing single moms mm-hmm. it's it's so it's it's hard to justify as well why you're a single mom or justifies the choices that you make of course now everybody thinks that being a mom has a certain pattern mm-hmm. and it's that's one of the hardest things that i have to do how i discipline my daughter how i teach my daughter how we are as a family like just me and her that's one thing and second is lately i have realized since i'm a working mom now congratulations mm-hmm. to me <laughs> like i had the privilege of not working for quite a while and show her see her grow up but then now that I'm a single, um, I'm a working mom, it's, it's hard to balance because the very few times that you have for yourself, of course, you have to spend time with her. And at the end of the day, you will have to apologize. That I am sorry I didn't get enough time to spend with you today or teach you today. But then again, how beautiful children are and mine is. She would always say, it's okay. We had this time or we have the weekend. Um, that's one of the hardest things that you have to consider if you're a working mom. The, the constant worrying is one of the hardest as well. You worry about mosquito bites, the menial things. Mosquito bites, her fingers getting pinned in the door. Even if you're sleeping, if you hear accidents or anybody getting sick, you would think about it every day. What if? And one last thing, the hardest thing that I had to go through was to keep, not naman to keep, it's more on to go through life with her, showing her happiness when deep inside you you're hurt oh that's you know (laughs) that's the hardest thing I had to do especially when she was two three or four she would see your emotions already but you cannot show her because you know in your heart that it has nothing to do with her it's a choice you made it's 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 a choice you made so you cannot burden her with what you feel 
So that's that's the toughest for me. So you know what we went through um, early on. Well, early on after me giving birth, it started. So it's it's so hard to go through. And it's like what I tell you, how Barney is when he's on screen. And how, how, a, te- on. Yeah, how a teacher is, I would yeah. say. Sorry, uh. but Barney and teacher for me are like together or like the same <laughs> but then you have to be all bubbly and everything but yeah. when you're feeling something inside that's really that's really hurting that's the hardest part for me but thank god and thank god that i went through it and my family was there with me when i went through it so yeah that's the toughest well i think that's always been like the toughest like on any moms also yeah. like they they probably mm-hmm. you know how you can't actually show what you're feeling if like if you're already having troubles with so many other things you can't really show that to your kids even if they grow up and whatever you're still keeping some stuff under the rug mm-hmm. like you're just sweeping it under the rug and okay let's continue like it's one big happy crappy whatever but mm-hmm. yeah but you you have to put on a brave face yeah if 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 more than anything, brave face to to tell them what's happening, but it's hard. You cannot show them you're breaking down because mm-hmm. it's it's not that you cannot show weakness. It's more on it's not for them to make it a problem. Yeah, because it's oh. within you, within in it's it's in you. It's it, it's not for them to worry for now. I guess. Okay, see, that's a perspective that I kind of like still not know. Because as a teacher, I have I, I know what it feels like to be like, yay! Ah! And then after the call, you're like, my, uh, the, uh, oh, like how, oh my God. Like, the day is so shitty. Yeah, 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 the other, I can't, yeah, I can't do that. I remember hmm. like going through that 2019 post, whatever, post, mm-hmm. ew. I can't even like ew, I had a ugh. Okay, so I'm post You can't, right? Even like, with your family. You yeah, cannot show them because it's not for them to to yeah, burden yeah, yeah, themselves yeah, so, with. So, so it's a little yeah, I get it. But like that's a I think a lifelong thing as a mom that you're gonna do. You don't want your kids to worry, especially if it's not you know, you don't wanna be a burden sometimes. And I think mm-hmm. that's um, you know, that's a thing right now that a lot of people wouldn't know yet. Coming from a mom's perspective, I think that's one good thing that we have to hear. Now, enough with the struggles. Why don't we talk about the happiest part of being a mom? Like, what are the, your triumphs as a mom? What what made you like, you know, just say, okay, I I am I'm well into motherhood now. So these are the things that I enjoy, and these are the things that I yeah. The best thing for me from being a mom, the experience is looking. Or seeing the world through their eyes. Yung with no negativity, nothing. Though there is skepticism in their eyes. That of course, with you showing them what the real world is. But then little gestures, how they they perceive it, seeing it in them that, oh, this is nice, this is beautiful, this is um, I am blessed to have this. Little things. That's the best part for me. Because I know that when she appreciates small things like that, I know that her heart is full. 
yung it doesn't take an expensive thing. It doesn't take a big vacation or it doesn't take a big gesture for her. It's, it's the little things. Seeing things through her eyes is the best part. Appreciating things through her eyes is the best part. And watching her grow, I think she's... I would always look at her sometimes. You know, you when you're just quiet and then you see her walk, you see her do things, brush her teeth on her own. It's, it's the little things. Eh? It's the little things more than anything else that makes everything worthwhile. And even if you ha- you're having a very bad day, she would always, or you doubt yourself that I'm not good enough, she would always think that rainbow is coming out of your butt. <laughs> that that's how special you are to her. And um, no matter how you look like, you're, you're, you're beautiful in her eyes. The hugs and kisses when you know you made something or you did something. But then again, she would come up to you and won't judge you. That's the best part of being a mom, I think. It's not the goals and the successes. It's not only the goals and the successes she has. But it's more on how she looks at you, how she, she appreciates little things. And of course, one last thing that I really am feeling that the be- that's the best is when she knows to put God first. Mm-hmm. You, nowadays, of course, religion, there's so many religions. There's, I, I, I am, I, I, I'm just happy that she knows the value of putting God first in everything she does. So yeah, that's the best part of it. That's Seeing cool. that she learned a lot from, well, she learns from you in one way or another. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great. No, see, there's wonders about being a mom. There's also like a lot of things, but it is actually such, um, you know, uh, it is a lifelong, I would love to say that it's a vocation. It's yeah, a it calling, is. <laughs> right? Like yeah. being a mom is, I don't think it should be for everyone. If it's not for everyone, you know, I think, that's what the society has always been mm-hmm. telling what women are supposed to be sometimes and mm-hmm. it's really like you should be a mom you should be like this at the end of the day and you see that in many cultures asking you when are you gonna have like this when are you gonna well mm-hmm. it stopped now I'm happy though it's <laughs> I'm happy it yeah. stopped now and especially True. being a trendsetter in the family as I always am <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> they don't get to ask me any more of that because well Honey, um, I shoot rainbows as well. <laughs> I know. See, true. Motherhood is the motherhood is not just being a mother biologically. It can be through legal, through a uh, legal adoption or um, yeah. that. But then it's a calling. It's a gift. It is, and it people not, should not, not be forced yeah. to do it. I think that's why there are like people who are kind of like forced into it and. And that kind of actually causes or makes bad people in the world because maybe they don't feel like, you know, there are some people who would regret situations like that and mm-hmm. and not to judge, but there are some things like that that it's not going to turn out great for some people mm-hmm. if it's not the vocation. So it is. Yeah. And people think it's somehow like, oh, let's just do this. Let's have this. Let's have whatever. Or 
even if it's gonna be an accident, minsan talaga, even if it's an accident, even if it's ganyan, malalaman mo na it's also your vocation. Eh. It's gonna, you're gonna know that it's your vocation when the time comes. And it was yeah. meant for you to have. So, yeah, but there are some most people who still have to go through all of that. Na, baka hindi lang nila na-accept na this was their vocation or this was their calling to be, but to become a mom. And it's not, yeah, not everyone should be hard. forced. Not everyone mm-hmm. should be and like. There are some parents that you think, well, the society will, the society thinks, oh, that should, that person shouldn't be a parent for what they are doing to their kids. Yeah. So, yeah, to be a good enough parent, to be a good parent really is a gift. To, it's a choice that you have to make. So, yeah, everybody, yeah. It, it's not because you're, you have a biological clock that you have to follow. If it's <laughs> not in your, if it's not in your heart, though they would always say you will never be ready, but then you know in your heart yeah, what you really yeah. want to do. So, Let's put grace Not everybody's into that. built. Like yeah. Christina Yang, she never, she doesn't really want it. Like, no, that's she true. Knew it in her heart that she didn't want it. And she's it was, not built to be a mom and it's okay. Yeah. And it doesn't make you less of a person if you are mm-hmm. not. So for people who are listening, like it may not be something for you and that's okay. It's fine. But you so, know, that's all for it. But you know, this is a very, very famous quote. Mothers know best. Why do mothers know best? Why do you think so? Can, yeah, mother knows an, best. Yes, <laughs> mama knows best. Why? Yeah, no. Take it from your mumsy. Okay. Mm. <laughs> yeah, why? Because everything we do, we do out of love. We are the next to yourself. We are the best person who know you next. Exactly. We, we know came out mm-hmm. of you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> that and you're all when you went out of us, all stickiness, all the stickiness are from us. We know everything, even even young little things that make you upset, make you happy. We know everything. So everything we tell you is based or is out of love. Yeah. So when we tell you something, I know everybody. I have an eight-year-old. I could imagine saying the same thing to a 20-year-old. Mm-hmm. But I know best. I know better than you. Of course, generation gap and everything. But the basics will always be there. Yeah. That when we give you advice, there's something in it that we know is beneficial for you. Mm-hmm. It's not because we just want you to follow us or power tripping. It's never like that. We do it because we do it out of love. Huh. So, yeah. I love I, it. I, I, <laughs> I, think, I think we should always, at the end of the day, when you're all grown up, you would always say, yeah, my mom <laughs> said it right. She may have said it differently, but like in a very <laughs> harsh way, but yes. Like, oh, it's, 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 I get it now. You're like, you're going to have like right. a light bulb moment and be like, oh. I get it now. I get it. I understand. Layla would always ask me, why, mom? Why do you know? (laughs) Because I've I've been through it, of course. When when I would always going to you, to the, um, what they always say, that your mom would always give you advice and they think it's just bull because you're going through it. No, because we went through it. It's the experience we have in life that made us say that, yeah, this, I think, is best for you for now 
And plus, you ate for two for like nine months. So basically, mm-hmm. whatever you ate, she ate. <laughs> I know, that's true. <laughs> like, you basically built everything up from the ground up. Like, bitch, I made you. <laughs> like, literally. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so whatever I think is best for you is I think what's best for you. It's the <laughs> intuition of mothers, I yeah. think. It's I, more on the instincts of, of what we think we know what's best for you though you can argue it's always nice to argue or talk about it so you can compromise don't leave everything out ah, no my mom doesn't know because yeah. i'm this or i'm old already they still know best we still yeah. know best for sure okay that was wonderful now a follow-up question for that what are the things uh-huh. that you learn from lola <laughs> in being a mother yourself right now like what was your how oh, this is what she tried to so this is what she tried to tell me like like what what was that <laughs> so i have bullet points in my brain so um money don't grow on trees so that's the first save be smart with your money and hard work pays off mm-hmm. um choose the people who you will be with your mm-hmm. friends choose your friends it's true an old saying that tell me who your friends are and I'll tell you who you are. That mm-hmm. is so true. We, I would, we would talk about it with Layla, especially with all the things in the news that got troubled because of a friend. I would always say, see, it really is true. I never thought about it up until I had my daughter and then say, yeah, it is true. And then that <laughs> and be a parent first then be a friend. You cannot be a friend first before you are a parent because at the end of the day, they will need someone to rear them as a person first before they can trust you as a friend. Smart. Okay, guys, if you're having a baby soon, that's one good thing that you got. (laughs) You know, like in nine months, if you're going to spring out a baby out your bum or no, not your bum (laughs) thing. That would be slicing your tummy. That's very useful. Yeah. (laughs) Keep that in mind. Okay. Now down to our final. That's a wonderful session here. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Learned a lot. Next thing is, what are now your advice to moms-to-be and just new moms out there. So go Mm -hmm. for it. My advice for moms-to-be and moms out there, whatever age you're at, maybe, I'm not, this is from my heart. Mm -hmm. Know that it's okay to do things differently. Motherhood is not a competition. It's, it's, It's about you and your children. So be proud of the parent that you are. Then second thing is kids grow up very fast. So enjoy every moment. They'll grow up in the blink of an eye and then they'll go, I don't want to come with you anymore to the grocery or I have things and then I can I drive to this. So enjoy every moment of it. To new moms, your body will change. It will change forever. Yeah, it can go back to that size that you are in right now, but then it will change inside you. Things will change. So yeah, (laughs) be mindful of it. But it's a good change. Then know that you'll have good days and bad days. A bad day doesn't mean you're a bad parent. It's it's just a bad day. You are 
you be proud of yourself. You're still, you're still good. Always remember. And um, love yourself. Always make time for yourself still. It's not true that when you have a child, all that your time should be with your kids always. You make time for yourself because giving time to yourself is showing them how to love themselves as well. And lastly, for single moms like me, being a single mom is the hardest, toughest, most empowering thing you'll ever do in your life. It will teach you how to be strong and be the best person that you can be twice of the person you should be in the family. But at the end of the day, you will get double the kisses, double the hugs, double the appreciation. Being a good mother is not always... It doesn't have to be... Or being a good mother, you don't always have to be um, with a parent, another parent. Being a good mother is about love the love you give to your child. And you always remember, as long as you let your love guide you in everything you do for single parents, always remember you are enough. You are more than enough to your child. So that's that's it, I think. I, I think that's more than enough to say. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us here on a Mother's Day special. So this week, it's going to be released this week. So thank you so much for joining me, Tita Celine. Yes. And thank you guys for listening here on Love, Growth, and Freedom with Adrian Duarte. I hope you've learned a lot in being a mother and what it is, actually. I mean, this is just the tip of the iceberg of what a mom is. Okay. And it's True. a multifaceted thing. There's so many things about being a mom that we haven't really covered. There's so many things. Like, this is just from one perspective and then there's so much more of what it is being a mom especially for people who's been doing it for years and on so mm -hmm. i hope you take this you know this value and all the things that you've learned to heart and see what you kind of like really have to work on and especially how you treat your moms with this one that's that's the goal of the episode is to tell you what moms go through so that you understand that they're also human beings they're not just someone who nags you to do whatever they need you to do and whatever uh -huh. they think is best for you because again it comes from love so thank you again for being here i'll see you again soon on my next few episodes this is ad and this is my tita celine we'll see you soon thank you Goodbye. thank you bye you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or via RSS. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. And if you want to know more, Check out www.guerillapodcast.com.au or guerillapodcast.com.ph. A Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate Production. We are Independent Podcast Network. We are Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate. Would you like to hear your brand while supporting quality podcasts? Contact us now at advertise at guerillapodcastsyndicate.com.